The intro song that you just heard was Grinding All My Life by rapper, entrepreneur, philanthropist, father, fiance, good friend, and all-around hood good person, Nipsey Hussle. On tonight's episode of Diamonds After Dark, we'll be discussing remembering the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle. And Nipsey Hussle's fans, family, and closest friends all agree he's one of the realest MCs out there of his time. Now, this title isn't just because of his rhymes, talking about the life in South L.A., but because he's creating change in South L.A. All my life, I've been all my life, uh, all my life, been all my life, uh, sacrifice, Seven mixtapes, a chart-topping studio album, and a lot of... Nipsey Hussle's lifelong grind is paying off, and now the 33-year-old rapper is paying it forward in Crenshaw. My career started right here. This this community put me on. Nipsey started in this parking lot on the corner of Slauson and Crenshaw. He used to sell his unsigned mixtapes out of the trunk of his car. Now, you actually own half of this lot. Yeah, me and my, my family, um, Black Sam, Adam... Uh, my pops, you know, the whole team. He also owns Marathon Clothing Store, which not only sells his label, but lets his visitors use an app to enhance their shopping experience. We're playing a long game. We don't want the money to stop when we go. And we can't work no more. We wanted to outlive us. We wanted to be generational. You know, and next door, a basic need you know, shop. Exactly. They sell everything from prepaid cell phones to fragrances. And at both stores, Nipsey hired local right. artists. This is Tani. Hi, Tani. I'm Leah. Uh, partners and up-and-coming artists. Okay. By the end of this year, Nipsey will also open a barber shop. And so we're going we gonna to call this um, Steve's. And it's named after my own boy, Fats. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a tattoo of him right here. He, yeah, he was murdered last year. And a Creole seafood restaurant. And everything. All of the um, equipment was brand new. All of these businesses are family-owned and operated. Nipsey says businesses are only part of the change. For true change, he's starting with kids at 54th Street Elementary, an area plagued by violence. Yeah, I think it's just about offering a new identity, you know? Like, it is, it is, um... It's not weak to be strong. It ain't weak to be to make smart moves. He hired a local artist to help spruce up this basketball court. And I see in the inside, it's got safety, respect, yeah. friendship, yeah. kindness, yeah. Principles. community, you principles. Know, principles, yeah, to live by. And in attempt to attract entrepreneurs to the community, his latest business venture is Vector 90, a co-working space in the Crenshaw District. It's very important that um, co-working spaces or spaces like this exist in communities like this for people of color, where we can have resources and spaces to work and to network and to meet with people and collaborate with people. So, for a young boy from Crenshaw who started with nothing. I got you, big dog. You sign that part of the front. Yes, yeah. Nipsey Hussle has given everything hope, 
opportunity and resources for his community to grind and succeed. Meditate and get into yourself and find out what's really motivating you. Very inspiring. And he's not done yet with building up that area. The first floor of that co-working space will be a STEM center for young people. Nipsey also teamed up with Puma to revamp that basketball court for the kids. Hello, hello, hello. It is I, Untamed, Always Blessed, Never Pressed, with no time for undue stress. Welcome to Untamed Territory, where we live drama-free with only positivity. And welcome to our new episode of Diamonds After Dark. I just heard unbiased and purely untamed. I am joined tonight by my lovely co-host, Miss Timeless V. V, hello, how are you tonight? Hi, really looking forward to this discussion tonight. Yes, me too, me too. Unfortunately, Miss PD could not join us tonight. And we she wished that she could join us. And we are going to miss her valuable input. But unfortunately, she's just not able to be here. But right now, she's also celebrating life with her husband. Because today is Mr. Black's birthday. So we want to send a major love to the bro on his B-Day. So happy birthday, Black District, and we're wishing you a speedy, speedy recovery. Yes. And tonight, you guys, we will be discussing remembering the life and legacy of Nipsey Hussle. So it's going to be a little heavy, but we're going to try to lighten it up. Um, we want to highlight his life and not his death. And in, in life, we're going to try to continue the legacy. Um, right now, they have a hashtag on Instagram going around called hashtag the marathon continues, which is paying homage to his his brand, his clothing store. Um, basically, just in honor of him to, to keep his positive momentum, his empowerment, and everything that he represented, just to keep it going, regardless of the tragic circumstances. Now, You heard the clip that was played in the opening segment. It was the interview feature on Nipsey Hussle by Leah Aiko of Fox 11 News Good Day LA Show. For those of you who don't know what we're referring to and everything that I've said, Nipsey Hussle was a rapper basically from the millennial generation who made a positive impact in his community. Um, He was tragically gunned down in front of his own marathon clothing store in Crenshaw on March 31st, 2019. He succumbed to a fatal gunshot wound to his torso and head an hour after being shot. Nipsey leaves behind wife, actress Lauren London, two children, several family members and friends, and an entire community and fans who loved and adored him. Nipsey was 33 years old. Mm. That in and of itself just just takes me, mm, it makes me just sad all the way around just to even say 33 years old. Um, I know that tonight is heavy for us, but I thought it was just necessary to discuss Nipsey and his positivity, 
his philanthropic efforts and his success strategies. I think the key to overcoming this tragedy is to not live in his death, like I said earlier, but to live in his life and to spread his legacy so that it can ignite within ourselves and our children. Um, We don't need to allow his efforts to die with him. Through positivity and sharing what he worked tirelessly to build, we can do what I believe he would have wanted, and that's to simply continue. And hence, I think that's where, I don't know who started the hashtag, but it, it, it resonates with me. Hashtag, the marathon continues. So, um, in the clip, though, um, one of the things, is it, so many things. At first, let me just back up. Um, the when, when did you do you remember when you even first heard about Nipsey Hustle at all? I am going to be as honest as I bluntly can. Um, I am not a huge listener of rap. I'm more of a R&B soul, um, things in that nature. Um, not to say that I haven't. And of course, listen to some rap, but it's very rarely that it catches my attention. Um, I do listen to Kevin Gates. I mean, I'm not too sure why. I think I just like his voice. But anyway, um, with Nipsey Hussle, I'll, I'll admit, as popular as he was, um, it is so sad to say, and this is probably for a lot of people, I had no real knowledge of this man until after his death, um, which is in itself a powerful statement because it's one of those things that would we have paid attention prior to that um would we have known about this man prior to that prior to him being down our timelines and seeing the hashtags and clicking on it would we have really known um i didn't i knew of this man in relations to laura linden um i did see the clip where they did the q a i thought it was the most adorable thing to see this clip of husband and wife doing the Q&A. And of course it was like, oh, that's that's adorable, that's cute. Um, it's amazing how all these hashtag relationship goals go around. And, you know, I've, I've seen him on Twitter, you know, where he makes, you know, powerful statements. He even multiply or multiple times acknowledges his wife. Um, again, that's more so how I came across his name but to really follow him or even have real knowledge I didn't know until after his passing um you know and it was something that Country Wayne had pointed out that I thought was honestly as much backlash as he got I thought it was very powerful I thought it was very true he stated that as much as we are spreading the message of this man's death why when why would so much positive stuff that he was doing constantly consistently um putting out there why didn't we spread that message just as strong why weren't we putting those those type of messages and images out there when he was alive because of course i like probably thousands of others went to his page his instagram and things of that nature and really looked this man did not promote anything negative not to say that he didn't have a negative life because again listening to his music well after the fact uh he didn't take away from the negative that he did he acknowledged it but he did not let it define him um one of the things is he always spoke about being a from the streets 
and from the streets becoming an entrepreneur, but not in a negative way of, oh, I just did, um, you know, I did this and I continue to do this. No, it was a thing of this man was literally investing his money, even at a young, first starting out in his career. He didn't spend it on a lot of flashy things. He literally invested. He even said in an interview when they asked him with his success or his growing success, this is when he had the short hair um, that was still literally to his ears. Um, they asked him what he was going to do. He said, I'm going to invest in land. And the re- news reporter actually asked him, was confused, was like, huh, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to invest it. Um, so with that when you have somebody that's throwing out those type of messages you do have to wonder i question why didn't i know about this man sooner not prior to his death like he had all of these positive things to say and all these positive things going on why didn't i know you know no and mm -hmm. i think a lot of that is just a testament to the type of person of who he was Mm -hmm. and from what and let me just say since I did ask I'll put it out there I had been hearing Nipsey Hussle's name for a while because I I, you know I'm a 90s baby I grew up hip hop head actually and I, and I can remember the first person I ever heard even mention Nipsey Hussle was Snoop Dogg and so that can attest to why we're here because I, uh, 90s baby Snoop Dogg automatically you know so I heard his name, but I will admit that I never listened to his music or anything. I just remember him constantly always talking about something about Nipsey Hussle or shouting him out, you know, for whatever reason. And um, it wasn't until Victory Lap came out, which is his last album, his his, um, Grammy-nominated album came out, that um, I actually listened. And that was because, and I will give a testament to the Breakfast Club. Every morning when I take my kids to school, we end up listening to the the front page and rumor report with um, the Breakfast Club. And Charlamagne kept talking about how good Victory Lap was, how good. Was. And I was like, let me just listen to this. And I was like, oh my gosh, it is awesome. Where have he been? Where has he been all of my natural life that I didn't really pay attention? Mm. And that's what kind of made me become. I'm older now, so you know I don't I don't really go and follow celebrities like I did when I was a teenager and young adult and stuff. So I followed him, you know, somewhat and just kept and enjoyed his music and I enjoyed his messaging and his music. Whereas he did talk about his life, but in his music he also promoted so much positivity and how to come out of that life and just you know it, it was victory lap was literally you know what it was was victory lap for him and you know sadly to say the the album title was befitting you know um but i really started to i think it was i'd seen a couple of videos that were going around about him um just in happy sense really going on facebook and you know how you see one video and then it kind of scrolls to something else and mm-hmm. you, you get tied into this whirlwind of watching videos for about an hour or two out of your life and you're like okay let me get off facebook <laughs> but i i became enamored because it was a video and i can't even remember what it was at that time and i was like man i i knew he was speaking positivity and spreading words and he was you know with lauren london and all this good stuff but I had no idea the moves he was making. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I recently, and when I say recently, I'm talking about this had to be nearly a week before his death. I shared the, the, the feature that played on my Facebook page. And I said, I simply said, this was the best four minutes and 13 seconds of my day. It was because to hear them talk about and to see him in his hood with the little kids and saying, oh, I did this and I did that. And I mean, he was hitting it on all cylinders. He was he was doing things, re, uh, um, renovating the neighborhood for the children in the schools, promoting education and not just promoting it, but doing things to make them have a better education in South Carolina. He was buying property and not doing, not buying property and not doing anything with it, but buying property and creating businesses and then giving those businesses to his family members so that they could have their own business and run their own business. And the people he hired was local LA people, you know, local artists and local people who weren't there. And whenever he, um, he, and he was broadening it because he was about to sit down with the police officers and have a, a forum about how to stop gun violence in South LA and you know all of these different things. And the day he got shot, it was just reported. I want to say today that they, he said the reason he was even at Marathon that day at his clothing store was because a man he knew, a friend, had gotten out of prison, and he went there to get him some clothes and some other items, personal items, so that he would have some things for himself when he got out of prison and he didn't tell his security anybody he was going to be a quick little run to the store and meet his guy and give him all this stuff so he'll have new gear I mean that's just the type of person he was and unfortunately he was gunned down in the middle of trying to do a good deed for for someone you know in in front of his own store and um, going back to what you said was you know like how did I not know because when I hear all of these things and I, I hear what he did and how he did what he did, it was because that's just who he was. A lot of celebrities do stuff for clout. They do things mm-hmm. so people can say, I, I, this is me. I see, look what I did. Look what I did. And I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But it was from his heart. It was nothing for him to give to kids and elderly and, and you know, be friend, friend, the people in his neighborhood. And you could just tell that by the people who on the news who were coming out and were just crying. And it was like, he did so much for us and with Canton stories and when they met him. Like, he stayed regular. Mm-hmm. He stayed regular schmegular. And he just, he poured back into the community that he came from. And when you have a person that's like that, who's making these moves, and um, major moves, major moves. Yeah. I mean, even creating workspaces and stuff for entre- black entrepreneurs so they could come up with innovative ideas and, and start to create their own businesses and learn how to be entrepreneurs. I mean, so much. When you hear things like that, most people do things like that because they want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be known. He didn't care about any of that. He was about making his money and putting his money back to his family and back into his community. And that's just what it was. And that's who he was to his core. And I don't know him personally, but I don't have to know him personally to know that part, you Mm know? I mean, and that's not a knock to the people who definitely know him and love him at all, period. It's just that 
when you look at him and you look at the things he's done and you see how he interacted with people, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, this wasn't a front. This wasn't for no promo. This wasn't for no clout. This wasn't even to make any more money moves. This is simply because he was a good, decent human being who wanted nothing more than to spread the same love he had in his heart to everyone around him. And that in and of itself tells me why a lot of people didn't know what he was doing and had not heard of it because that's just not who he was. And when you do things genuinely, you don't always get the gratification for it from other people, but the gratification is from the people who see it and need it and within yourself. And if you believe in God, within your God, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that is a true testament as to why, um, we we didn't hear a lot about his philanthropic effort, efforts until now. And um, even, it was even a clip that was really funny to me. It was a guy, he said that Nipsey hired him. He cleaned up around the outside of the little strip mall. He said he'd been doing it for like 13 years and Nipsey hired him and he was like, he come to work every day and he loved it. And Nipsey was at the store, he was in his Maybach and he was he rolled out the window and he was like, hey, stay up, man. And He's like, oh, okay. And so then he he told the driver to stop the car. He turns around. He says, matter of fact, jump in the Maybach with me. And he jumps in the Maybach with him and he takes the man to get a haircut. He takes the man to get a pedicure. He goes and buys a baton for his suit. He goes and buys him a chain, a ring, and then they, he take him to the strip club. I mean, he gave this man the time of his life. And I mean, who does that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even... Who does that? Like, when the last time you just roll up to somebody, your co-worker, something, girl, get in the car with me. You um, and you said, let me take you out to dinner, girl. You know? Ooh. Um, mm, let's see. <laughs> Never. So. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so, and look, I'm with you on that. I don't think I, I it may have been something we discussed. You know what I'm right. like, oh, okay, girl, well, you know, we're talking, but, I, you know, and that just speaks to a testament of the type of person he is. Like, that to me was just such a shining moment. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he was that person who was so selfless that it was nothing for him to stop and say, hey, jump on, let, let me let me just treat you to a day out. You know what I'm saying? Let me just do this for you. Like, for no rhyme or reason at all, period. Just, just to do it. And I think that that was just one of the things that was the most loving testament, you know, to him, just to see him do that. Because, I mean, I know you, you know, you plan things for your children, but just the random acts of love and kindness. It definitely makes a big difference in everybody's lives. I don't care who you are, how you flip it. Um, I also say it like this, um, you know, it's amazing listening to all of that because it is also shining a light on and it's nothing new, but at the same time, it shines a big light on social media. Um, that if you, if it's not seen, it's not being done. But then if it mm-hmm. is seen, there is a lot of backlash. Um, right. And as much negative stuff that is on social media. Um, and I mean, there's loads of stuff. Like as if you, like you said, scrolling through Facebook or just watching the videos, you know, you might be having a pleasant three, four videos, and then all of a sudden you see something of a fight or, you know, something in that nature. Um, 
and I've, I've seen it too many times where people will sit there and say, you know, if you wanted to do something positive for this person or that person or whatever, you didn't have to put it out there. Okay, but do y'all really? I've never seen anybody make that comment. Not too many, not as many. I say that. Not as many comments of there being a fight. You know, why did you put that out there? Versus if you meant to do that, if that was from your heart, why would you put that out there? And it's just like, but why don't y'all question these people that put all these negative things out there? Yeah, we might scroll through and we might see one comment out of 500. And even that comment is, well, you could have just scrolled without commenting. And it's just like, okay, but when somebody does something positive, if you don't see it on social media, they're obviously not doing it. You know, I seen not to take away from, you know, our original subject, but I just, it, there's so many different branches that this shines a light on that's wrong with the world. Not just gun violence, but a real mentality of the people. And whether you uh-huh. might be one of those people that, let's be honest, like when I tell you I have reported so many accounts that I don't even follow on Instagram uh-huh. because the news uh-huh. shows up where, you know, of course, the little search bar um when you go to that little tab you have all these videos random videos or whatever i have reported so many pages of people sharing um the video of his death um and the video of allegedly lauren arriving at the hospital and you know breaking down and crying my thing is and they're tagging the they're tagging them in it you know, so you you have somebody that's being tagged amongst thousands of other things, and now they have to see this too. Why tag them? And of course, my question was to one one girl was like, "Why would you tag her? She may have never seen this video, ever. Uh-huh. But why would you directly attempt to put it in her face? So it's just like I have uh, I have reported so many people, things. and people, and that just that's a testament. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. As a testament, um, again, to going back to the whole plot. And I think that right there is the difference. People just, people just like people misconstrue critique and criticism. People mm-hmm. misconstrue good deeds and good deeds and clout. Mm-hmm. When you are tagging a woman who has lost her soulmate, her partner, her husband, man that is the father of her child. You know what I'm saying? And it, in any way, but especially in such a violent way. And, and suddenly, and she is going through God knows how many emotions. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you tag her in the video of his death. Why do you think that she would want to see it? She is living it. She doesn't have to see that to know he's not there. She at some point had to see him anyway. Mm-hmm. So why would you do that? That to me is for clout. Because you want people, not for her, but for people to come to your page because you know they're going on Instagram and Facebook searching hashtags for Lauren London and for Nipsey Hussle to see what's the best thing out there and that they can get to some quick information. Mm -hmm. So you put their names in it so other people can come there. But when you tag a person in it, you are tagging them so they can also see it. And that is the thing that you know and I was just I'm gonna have to calm down because that's about to get me here no because um, when I tell you I was on that same level and I was like you know what 
I really wish I didn't have this keyboard. I really wish like I could just go up to people and just really question them as to why. Just like I know a lot of people are talking about when it first happened, you had um, this random guy just pop in the video still out there. He deleted it from his original page. But of course, social media and all these apps, you know, where the guy got on his Facebook or his Instagram live and claiming that he was the killer. And it was one of those things that was such a clout chaser. It didn't make any sense. And it was so dangerous. Um, This boy got on a random person's Instagram live and was added and the guy didn't even know him. He and he was adamant, I don't know this person. But he got on there and said, I was the person that shot Nipsey Hustle. That's what that's exactly what his and I mean really going on about it. And you know, of course, you had all these people going to his page. His page was private. He had no post, zero posts, but his page was private and his numbers were going up. Why? Because now people want to know. So now people are adding. Now people are, you know, really getting to this page. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people I went through, and I mean, this boy had about a good 10 pages under this name. Um, and a lot of people did the same thing. They reported the page till it got taken, each page until it got taken down. Because my whole thing is, not only are you clout chasing, but you're doing it in such a dangerous way. Um, so, so day. I mean, to the point, and 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 just to, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just to add to that point, like you said, like you, you're so thirsty for this attention and these likes mm-hmm. and these numbers and these followers that you would actually create a fake page pretending to be the man who murdered someone. But your face is out so there. Beloved. And, and I'm going. What are you doing? Like even the man who they arrested, they um, there are about twenty Instagram pages. He had. I don't know if it was his or not, but um, there was a post on Instagram where he was saying because this was after the fact that everybody came up with the conspiracy theories, and um, he was saying the government did this. I didn't do it or whatever, whatever. But when you went on Instagram, it was a, it was it said something about Eric Holder official. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, that same handle was on there about twenty times, twenty different ways. With underscores, periods, two periods, underscore in front, a, underscore in the middle. And I'm like, look, you know, before y'all get to sharing, talking about this boy saying he didn't do it, it's twenty different pages with the same picture, with the same name, in different ways. Let's not do this. Let's not do this. And mm-hmm. and all of these people creating these pages, what were you trying to accomplish? You really want to pretend to be a murderer? That's the crazy part about it. Okay, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off, you guys. I have got to go into this little rant real quick. Watch who you follow on Instagram. If I do not recognize your name, and I know with Instagram it's a little tricky. Um, because one thing I noticed, like you said, you had all these pages all of a sudden popping up. I had to, I, you know, I did my little private eye little thing, like some, something right. Like, who knows that the police are looking for them? Active on Instagram, showing locations, doing all this stuff. And I started reading the comments where people were like, wait a minute. I didn't even know I was following this dude. And somebody else had to comment and say, because it's not his page. It's a, I think it was originally a stripper's page. And then oh. it, they changed the name and everything to this guy. So it gained followers. 
And a lot of people do, they buy, you know, different accounts and then they'll sell them. After they get so many, um, their numbers up, they'll actually sell the accounts to somebody because why they got their followers up. So you got other people that want that many followers, so they'll buy them out. But my whole thing is while you're up to 64K and all this other stuff, again, you're putting yourself in such a dangerous position. But this is literally what people were doing to get their followers up these last couple of days. People have been changing their names on Instagram to get their followers up to later change the name because why their followers are now up. And I thought, I was like, y'all are really, I have lost a shred of just respect for so many people that it's just like, we really live in a society where this man's life is overshadowed, not even by his negativity, not even by negative things that he has done, but by negative things that other people are doing. And it's just like, what, what's the point? Look, honestly and truly, at this point, it's like when I die, can only five people show up? I think I will be happier versus a lot of people showing up just for that clout, for that last picture, for that last, you know, I got this. And it's just like, honestly, to yeah. Nipsey Hussle, he is the prime example of when I die, I want my name to mean something. I want to Absolutely. leave my marks on this on this earth. And, you know, I don't know anybody that follows B. Simone. She had um, posted a message from him that, you know, I can't think of the first word. It had something to do with the movie that he was creating. Um, and basically, if I, if I die or if they kill me or anything of that nature, it says will you ride with me or ride with me? Uh, mm-hmm. Her whole thing was, I think you guys are missing the bigger picture of ride with me. Ride with me being, I stood for living in my purpose. So ride with me by living in your purpose. Ride with me by making a positive impact. That's how you can ride with me. Do something positive. Carry on my legacy in that way. Not go out here and kill the man's family members. Not ride for me that way. I stood for something positive. So ride with me. Continue to carry that on. So my thing is, like, I felt that deeply. My thing is, ride with me. You know what I stood for? You knew where I was going with this? Ride with me. Continue that. And and you are so right. And then, you know, just to to go back to the um, the, the comparison between clout chasing and just showing good deeds and good efforts um those examples from the smallest to those worst examples that we just gave those are considered clout chasing yes of course speak negatively on that that is is, that's horrible you know in any sense of the word Mm -hmm. but when you have people who are actually sitting here saying Hey, you know, I, I this I went and I did this and I felt good. You know, it made me feel awesome. You know, I, and I just wanted to share. People do not need to hate on it. That's not about someone sharing something for likes or anything. Even if it worked, let's just take it from the fact that even if it worked for the person to say, "Oh, I know they gonna like this." You never know how that word that they gave of positivity is something that they actually did in genuineness 
even if they shared it for likes, but for genuineness would actually help somebody else or encourage someone else. You know, we need to stop bashing goodness, mm. you know, and we complain about so many haters and so many things going on in the world and hate and divisiveness. And even in his, in, in, and I didn't want to get on death, but I got to mention this point. Even in his death, you know, the most hurtful thing I've, I've seen is that people are getting angry with people for even mourning him because they're like, oh, you didn't know him. You weren't, you didn't know him. You weren't a fan. You were from California. Like, are you serious right now? Like, I didn't know Martin Luther King. <laughs> I ain't know Malcolm X. I wasn't born. But I can still mourn their death and I feel the impacts of it and I respect what they did on their journey to get me and my family and another a whole race of people that look just like us to a higher level and a higher ground within this society. You can't negate what people have done and you should always apply it when people want to celebrate it. Yes, we understand that we wish he had gotten all of his flowers, his roses, his carnations, his lilies while he was living. But since that's not the case and we know what he was about, let's go ahead and just repopulate the world with the knowledge he left us, the nuggets he left us, and give everybody else those lilies and carnations and roses to continue to spread. That's what the purpose of it should be about. Because he don't have to, he he doesn't have to die because he's physically not here. He can live on through his kids, through Lauren London, his sister, his grandmother, his brother, his security guard, all his family members, his friends, his fans, and other people who have been impacted by this story because to his core, bottom line, he was just a decent human being. Yes. A decent human being. And it's so many people who cannot say that they are just plain decent human beings that if you don't learn nothing else that you can take that from him learn how to be a decent human being you know learn how to just all think above self and think about others do what you got to do for yourself but don't always think that you're doing what you got you're doing for yourself so that's just to be selfish do it so that you have a bigger purpose because we are all responsible for our lot in life and the only way we are going to ever make it through anything is together. And that's not just, I'm going to help the people in my household. Yes, of course I'm going to do that. That's a gift. But I have to learn how to reach back to other people who are doing what I'm doing and help them up. And then learn some other stuff so that I can help some other people. Even if I don't learn it, maybe I can put what I can put. If that's resources or if that's networking or tying two resources together to help advance another cause when you're in certain positions you can do those things and he did not sit idly by he 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 said look i had this life but forget this when i get to where i'm trying to go i'm gonna do this this and this and he did everything that he said he was gonna do he might not got to fulfill everything Mm -hmm. but that's for us to continue to do as a society and um it's just it was just really really hurtful when people say oh you can't mourn him and you can't mourn his loss yes you can yes you can because Nipsey Hussle and the things that he did was worthy to be mourned by all of us no matter what race you are Come on now. because you have people in the, I, I, I can't dare say I don't know too many people in any race 
who was doing things to the level and the amount that he was doing so selflessly you know um so in that and of it as a matter of fact um the Congress, I, I want to say Congresswoman, I, I be remiss, I don't want to get her position wrong, but she was going to Congress floor to actually put his philanthropic efforts in California's history so that the things he did would be a part of California's history book records. And that's phenomenal. I, yes. I want to say, that. I want to actually see it in the history books too, California. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's let's do that too. We see everything else. We need to see that in the history books. Uh, and you know, not not to not you know anything, but he was a phenomenal man. I really want to actually go into if I could bring it up. And he had a book. It was an article that I found, and I'm pretty sure not too many people was looking for this unless you was a reader. But it was the article that I found. Um, about Nissy Hustle, y- y'all gotta forgive me. My laptop is really not wanting to cooperate with me right now. But um, it was called Contagious Why Things Catch On mm. by Jonah Berger. And the person who did the article did some research as to how, how and why Nipsey Hustle took off so, so quickly, you know, um, about his entrepreneurial spirit as far as what happened in this. And one thing that I really found was interesting was that, um, and these are the couple of points that I can remember from the article. He um, he, he took his CDs. He only made a small quantity. I think he made like a thousand of the CDs, his mixtape, before he kept, became got a studio album, and he sold them for a hundred dollars. Damn, a pop. That's some that confidence right there. You you got to be confident and you got to be on your game to say. I mean, CDs right here. People normally aren't aren't typically even buying CDs, but even if they do, it's like what ten to the fifteen dollars. Unless it's brand new, then it may be twenty bucks. Yeah, maybe it may be twenty bucks, and that's if you got like a dual disc CD. And um, he was selling it for a hundred dollars a pop, and. I just, oh my gosh, I remember Lauren, he said Jay-Z bought some, Lauren London had bought some at the time. This, I, I want to say this before they got together. I might be wrong something. Don't quote me on that. But um, he sold them for $100 a pop. And he sold out. He flipped that money. It, it, I mean, it was, it was just phenomenal. But he, he put it out there that that's what he was doing. And people supported what he was doing and he said the testament to it was like you don't have to change your platform or what you're doing as far as if you're making music and I'm going to relate it to books because you and I both are authors you know writing books don't change your format and what you do you cater to your audience and you bring out the best you deliver the best and they in itself will support you. You don't change who you are. You don't change your artistic ability. You don't change your style. You you stay true to who you are. You stay true to your to your format, and you make yourself be the best at what you do. don't sell yourself you short. Are. 
Don't sell yourself short. Be the best at what you are and what you're doing. And then people will believe in you. And that's where that confidence came from. Like, okay, I know y'all go. I, look, I'm, I'm a few mixtapes out there now. Y'all know me. I, I, I'm back by my big homie Snoop and a whole bunch of other OGs, you know. So I'm certified at this point. I, I know who I am. I trust my talent. And, and here it is. And that's what, with entrepreneurs, a lot of times... And, and people who are just trying to who want to actually dive into being entrepreneurs or, or anything, and it's not just about books. That could be any anything that you want to do, any type of business that you want to begin and jump into. A lot of times, we're either a afraid to do it because we're not confident in our ability, and or b we try to conform to what other people we feel like other people want. We want to we want to get out to the masses. Um, so we try to jump from ship to ship, boat to boat, car to car, mm-hmm. trying to do different things to get all of these different people to just rock with us where your niche crowd was rocking with you anyway and you left them before you even had a chance to even fully develop yourself in this. So it's okay to think out the box and to do different things, but always try to be about learning and perfecting where you are. And as you grow, you will grow, period. You know, I, and I, that is something that is so important. And one of the things that was mentioned, I can't even still get the, the other points to pull up, but I think that was the best and main point about what he said um, was simply that, you know, <laughs> just, he, he, he was confident in what he could do and he would build and grow as he built and grew. So, you know, and he made sure that whatever he did, he put his best foot forward. And I think that is obvious just from everything that people are talking about as far as Nipsey, you know, is concerned. And, I, you know, I just, I want to say to me, um, one of the things that I think that this has also done is made people be very reflective of their own lives and the things that they're doing and the people, you know, their loved ones and everything because to be a man who came from the streets was a part of the Crips, got out of that lifestyle completely, was looking to actually ways to change that lifestyle in his in his own hood, providing opportunity and empowerment and you know, success strategy, success strategies, and providing employment and entrepreneurship and, and ventures in his own community for him to be so violently taken taken away. Um, it's just you know, it it really does rock you to your core, and um, I, I just you know, it just caught like I'm being honest. I was for a few days, and I'm not even lying. I was for a couple of days, like, almost just drained. Like, I was in a fog because I was like, you know, wow, this happened to him? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, whoo, it makes you be reflective of a lot lot of things in life. And um, I just... I, you know, I was just in such a loss that I, you know, it just makes you really think and just want to appreciate the people. Hold them a little bit closer and, you know, just, uh, 
Oh my goodness. But I mean, what about for you, V? Did it just it does it it definitely uh, I spoke about it previously. It definitely does rock a reality into you. It definitely does shake that reality. And I always tell people it's crazy how death doesn't become real until it happens. Um, you know, and and by the way, great attest to just his life, you know, motto. Um, as you said, and I really want to add on to that about not selling yourself short, what that means is, or how I took that, for this man to walk out and say, I'm going to sell my CDs for $100 a pop. $100 a pop. I can't even begin to imagine how many people said no. And he could have easily mm. said, okay, I'm going to sell them instead for $5. You know, or even, I know, I know, and this is no no knock to anybody that goes around selling CDs for $5. You got to get your hustle on $10. But for this man to say, I'm selling for $100, I'm not lowering it for $100, and I'm, I'm going to keep going. Um, you know, this is even an assessment to, you know, being an author, how discouraging it was to hear so many people sit there and say, I'm not buying your book because I don't read, you know, um, it wasn't even about whether or not they read it. Hell, they could have used it as a coaster. Um, my whole thing was, it was about the support of it all. Um, and I had so many people, just as many people that said, no, it was just as many people that said, I'll buy it because I want to support you. And that's really what it was about. Like they literally said, I'm going to buy this because I'm going to support what you're doing. And I could have easily, you know, sat there and said, well, you know, if you buy two, I'm going to give you shave a price off of it or, you know, whatever the case may be. But people were willing to buy them for no discount at all. And it's crazy how... As you said, you have to conform to other ideals. And it's just like, I would have to sell myself for cheap uh, mm-hmm. and, and lessen the value of my talent to ensure that it gets into other hands. But honestly, I believe it. You know how much confidence, like somebody walked up to me. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Somebody walked up to me and said, I will sell you this CD, this book, this whatever for a hundred dollars <laughs> out of the back of my car. And they walked up to me and said, a hundred dollars. I'm going to sell this to you. Guess what I'll probably do? I will probably buy it if I got it. But I'll probably buy it for the simple fact that if you got that much damn confidence in what you're doing, <laughs> I'm damn sure. Right. If you told me you're going to sell the lint out of your pocket for $100, damn it, I'm buying it. Why? Because you that damn confident in the lint that's about to come out your pocket. And my whole thing is, I could easily just reach in my own damn pocket and get lint. But damn it, if you're going to sell it, for a hundred dollars a pop and you that confident in it who well no no let me not let me rephrase that you should support somebody with that much value in themselves when that much because a lot of people don't see their worth and i don't care how how confident you may come off because a lot of people don't you know they they come off as confident but in truth they're not really they don't have that confidence it's just like oh this ain't working for me I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I had a book event with a young lady last year that she was, the book was a testament to her real life. And her whole thing is we were both in that together. And she said, well, I'll, I'll exchange books with you. 
And you know what I told her? My whole thing was, no. She was new, brand new to the world. You know what I'm saying? She did everything on her own, self-published. She got gypped, but anyway. Um, my whole thing is, I explained to her why I was buying her book. I said, the reason why I'm buying your book is because I believe in what you're doing and the message that you're spreading. Not that I don't see it as a fair exchange, but my whole thing is I don't want you to continue to live your life that way because then we'll have to feel like we have to um, because like I told her, she might not like my book but if you buy my book it really ain't gonna matter because your whole thing is I I didn't get it, I I got it for 99 cents or I got it for free you get what I'm saying? So we might toss Uh that to the side but if I pay for a book I damn sure guarantee I'm gonna read that book because I paid for it Right. period right right and I, you know, and I, hey, I with you on that because at the same time, you have people who, <laughs> I, I, I thought about that. And what I'm saying is, you have so many people who are con artists, and you have to think, well, how in the world did they get over on people? Get all these thousands of dollars, these people selling fake red blood of Jesus cloths and spring water straight from the earth, Jesus holy land, and people on the street selling knockoff stuff. And you know what? It made sense what Nipsey said because the one thing I could say is confidence if you mm-hmm. tell somebody something for surely or surely with confidence you sell that thing with confidence I mean you will have them believing that you are drinking water straight from Jesus' cup y'all do know that there and is a thing of um, there's a jar and I'm sorry to get off subject didn't mean to cut you off but just to attest to that there is actually a jar on eBay Amazon one of those that said clean air just this small <laughs> jar. And you know how much it was going for, though? $1,000. You can't tell me. <laughs> you can't tell me that there is nothing out there that you can't sell and make a profit off of. I'm sorry. You just can't. I'm about to go, I'm about to go find me some clean air. Like, I'm telling you, like, there's nothing but air in that jar. jar. But there are people actually, you actually got it out here for sale. I'll be down. Oh my goodness. Well, you guys, you know what? We we have really talked a lot about um, Nipsey and other things, and we are out of time Ooh. here. But it is okay. We have run over, but that is quite fine because when you're talking about somebody as awesome as Nipsey Hustle and his grind, it does not matter. I could actually talk on and on and on, yes. on for days. Um, what I will say, though, is that my sincerest condolences go out to his family and his friends um in the days to come i know it will be difficult especially for his children so my plea is for anybody on social media just remember that he has kids who will one day grow up and all of this stuff can be will be accessible to them so please you know stop sharing stop with the negativity just continue to do as he has done and live in positivity um we at V, go ahead and hit hit them with your social media links. Social media links, Instagram is Thomas Everything, um, which new business page coming soon. Um, and uh, what else do I have? Twitter is Soul Sister underscore one on one. And you can you're fine. You can find me at Author Untamed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also follow my business page at Untamed Publishing. It is Untamed Pub. 
on Twitter, on Instagram, it is Untamed Publishing LLC, and just Untamed Publishing on Facebook, as well as our podcast page, which is anchor.fm forward slash Untamed Publishing. And VU and I and Miss PD will be back on, I believe it's April 25th with our next subject. And um, for Diamonds After Dark. And we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I will say this. I had a, a podcast and I'm going to keep on doing this. But I I started this before everything happened with Nipsey. So I kind of feel like I'm going to help out the momentum of the movement. I've had a great idea call, and I'm calling the hashtag Fuck It Up Fridays, but not Fuck It Up with cuss word for Fuck P-H-U-C-K It Up Fridays. And what I'm doing on that podcast is that every Friday, or as many Fridays as I can get in, I'm going to be shouting out different businesses, not just in the literary world, just anybody who is doing it and doing it well and who I have mad respect for. Please check out the first episode of that. I'm hyped and it's crazy. It's not meant to be any type of formatted thing, but when y'all check it out, it's gonna sound like I'm just going off and going from the next person to the next person, but I am. I just, I get excited when I see people trying to do business and I want to help everybody grow. And I think what we should all do is do the same. If you don't have a podcast, that's fine. Use it on social media. Even if you want to do one post and tag as many people as you can or pictures of their um, businesses or their products whatever it is just use hashtag fuck it up fridays but fuck it up is spelled p-h-u-c-k and let's just start that trending so that we can actually build each other up and i want to leave you guys tonight with a quote from nancy hustle he said and i quote we are not the cause we are the effect Mm. let me go with that y'all remain untamed good night